Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Hanging High Podcast, where we get together at the end of every week and we talk about shit that we all know you don't give a fuck about. My name's Han, and I'm not going to go into my week because it was really boring, other than the fact that I got wisdom tooth surgery. And guess what I did, guys? I... I made a fucking YouTube video about it. Yeah. So if you want to know how that went, youtube.com slash Hannah Barbary and watch the video. Put the put the video thumbnail there. You're Go editing, watch. okay? You do. I'm just reminding myself. Okay. Thank- oh yeah. Thank- so putting this out there real quick. One, Spotify listeners, I'm sorry, this is going to be a pretty visual podcast episode and we'll get okay we'll, we'll get into it yeah we'll, we'll, talk about we'll, we'll, we'll get into why um and two boodle is ed- editing this episode so if it sucks it's not on me baby i think i'm gonna care about it because this is a boodle episode yeah okay. um but uh but that's it for me right now all right you go ahead oh are you talking to me yeah, go ahead you go ahead you gotta call me my name bro Okay, hey, but name for people who don't know. Like this might be people's first episode. That is true. So, what's up, guys? My name's Jakey. You can call me uh, the sexy YouTube mother lover. And you that's, no, not, that's the... not it. It's not Dude. it. <laughs> I want to change it. Anyways, um, Dude, okay, so... <laughs> I'm wanting to change that, but yes, it is your sexy... Fucking, God, I fucked up again. <laughs> I fucked up again. <laughs> How much have you drank tonight, sir? Dude, this is a blooper reel already. Yeah, I love this. No, I'm keeping this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so what's up, guys? It's your friendly neighborhood, sexy mother lover. So, Dude, um, there it is. We're, we're, we're gonna, that. we're gonna talk about something that, Boodle has experienced over the past what what has it been? I started this this series like I'd say like December. Oh yeah. So yeah, it was like mid December. I'm pretty sure. No, actually, actually, I got through this like begin. It was like the beginning of February. Actually, never mind. Guess what oh, else well, happened well. in February? A birthday. Oh. Anyway, um, yeah, my name is Boodle. Um, aka Big Sexy. Um, today <clears throat> we're gonna talk about um the the books I read. It's called the First Law Trilogy. I'm gonna be giving a damn PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> I was nervous when he told us about that because I'm like, Ooh, what about Spotify? And I was like, well, no one listens to us to begin with, so they'll be okay. No, it's okay. It'll be great. Maybe I can convince people to to read these because. I was genuinely surprised. Normally, I'm not a book guy. Yeah, you're a book guy. Dude. Sorry. I'm more of an ass man. Anyway. All right, I'm going to stream this. <laughs> right. So, and we're so going to full screen open Boodle. Full screen, dude. Boom. Oh, yeah, shit. I got to... Yeah. There you go. I, I fucked up already. Anyway. So, basically, the First Law Trilogy is comprised of three books. It is. I can actually show you. I feel like I should be taking notes. Yeah. So class, everything we learned today in this PowerPoint will be I, on the test. I honestly, I kind of hope this convinces Jacob to give it a try. So, Boru, what this is reminding me of right. is a certain class in high school, and you can you can blur his name out, but this reminds me of one of his Any sense? fucking. Really? <laughs> yeah. dude, was, do you remember that dude? Do you remember that I, dude? I don't remember. I don't think I had his class. Oh man. Okay. I, I'll explain a little bit afterwards, but yeah, let's continue. But anyway, so first law trilogy is comprised of three books. Okay. The blade itself, which is the first one, of course. This one has the red spine, at least the ones that I got. There's that one. The second book. It's called Before They Are Hanged. This one is really good. That sounds violent. Yes, dude, you don't know nothing yet. I'm going to explain it. Okay. Um, 
Then we have the third book, which is my oh, yeah. favorite out of the three. This is this one was a banger to end on. <laughs> that one's uh, thick last, as fuck. It is, and for good reason. <laughs> um, last argument of kings. It's kind of awesome, and we're gonna get into why. So, what is the first law? Uh, because it is. Um, if you didn't know, it is actually a, a plot point in the books. Okay. Do you have a question? The first law is that we have freedom of speech in America. <laughs> yeah. That's technically a law. That is... <laughs> what? Okay. So, on your right, you're going to see some art. This is for people that are, like, in the lore of this universe. I won't go into it because I want people to actually read it. Um, and I kind of forgot who they were. Anyway... Um, so the first law, it is forbidden to touch the other side direct, forbidden to communicate with the world below, forbidden mm -hmm. to summon demons, and forbidden to open the gates to hell. Yeah, I can see that why that's a rule. It sounds problematic. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, it, it's a, there's good reasons for why you wouldn't want to do that. Um, there's a second law too, but you didn't know that. Well, it's called the first, uh, which would imply that there's more than one. This one is, it is forbidden to eat the flesh of men. Now, it should be obvious as to why. Because it's bad. So okay. you can eat women? <laughs> you went full Mr. Magnus. <laughs> yeah. And so they, it is just morally like you shouldn't eat people, but there is another reason why you shouldn't eat people. And this verse if you basically cannibalize somebody you gain a sort of demonic power um like chainsaw man kinda kinda um but when you get this power you become what's known as an eater and those are some enemies that the characters face in these books um i won't go too into it because like I said, I want you guys to actually get interested. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, this is a full quote, and I'm going to read it since I got time. Long ago, the world was inhabited by both demons and humans. Then hundreds or thousands of years ago, in the old time, a legendary half-demon, half-human, with great magical powers named Eus, banished the demons from the world. Magic still exists which relies on connections to the other side, where the demons live. However, Eus left behind the first law. It is forbidden to touch the other side direct. So, he was a half-demon, but he's like, hey, don't talk to demons, they're bad. What did, what did they, like, other side direct? What is, what's the direct? It, it, basically, like, getting chummy with demons, like, hey, what's up, bitch? Oh, like, I'm speaking just... directly to them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, like, in this universe, people think that you can also open the gates of hell to release demons to Earth again. Which, okay. in the lore of this, demons were living alongside humans at one point. Mm -hmm. okay. At least that's how I interpreted it. Because they don't really go too deep into it, at least in the books I read. It's sort of like a background thing, which okay. I think is something they do really well to not overwhelm you. Um. So, yeah, let's get into the characters, which is the main, like... The main story of this is the characters, not necessarily like the war part of it, which spoilers, there's a war in this. Uh, mm -hmm. Multiple, actually. Um, but it's more of a character based story, which is another reason why I think it's very easy to get into. I thought I was going to get overwhelmed at first, but they did a good job of kind of easing you into the world. Um, yeah, let's go over the characters. And the first one, and the first character you actually get introduced to in the book is called Logan Ninefingers, or as his alter ego goes by, the Bloody Nine. Um, that's a picture of him, done by an artist. I'll try to, like, find all the links for the stuff and post it in the video description. Um, basically, this guy's kind of a badass, not gonna lie. <laughs> He's like... I would say he's, like, either my favorite or my second favorite character. Um, here's some bullet points about him. Okay. Um, he is from the North. He's a North man. Um, 
basically he's he strives to turn from the path of senseless violence, which basically means he's like he's been killing motherfuckers his whole life, and comes out the womb, guns blazing. Yeah, basically, like he's he's had to fight his whole life. Um, it's it's implied that he's been through some shit through like his childhood. I mean, he talks about his father dying, and he looks up to his father a lot, at least from what's he, what he said about him. Um, seems like he respects him, but he's just been fighting his whole life, and not all of it was, you know, his fault. Mm-hmm. But eventually, he got to the point where he would just fight because he was good at it, and yeah. You know, it just became who he was. Um, most people, like, outside of where he lives, thinks he's kind of like a dim-witted guy. He's, like, stereotypical, like, ooga-booga, like, caveman guy. They think of him that way, but he's actually got a lot of, like, emotional depth, which is interesting, because you wouldn't expect that from a guy who's just, like, a murderer. Mm-hmm. So, um, he has... He, <sighs> I would call it more of, like, a second identity. They say, like, Berserker State on the wiki, but I would say it's more of, like, an alter ego or, like, different personality altogether. He basically becomes what people think he is normally, which is a senseless murder, bloodlust, just he doesn't care who you are, you're dead if you're in his way. Um, his, His... Two personalities are completely different. When he's Logan, he's more of like a kind of a weird father figure to a lot of characters, which is interesting. Um, just really a nice guy all around. Um, but it's unfortunate because he has this other side of him that he can't really control. Um, and there's a quote. I'm, I have quotes on all the pictures. Um, that's like his little catchphrase. You can never have too many knives because that's what's that's actually what his father told him. Like, hey, you can never have too many because you never know when you'll need that last one, you know? Um, okay. Here's some more art of him. I like this one a lot because this is kind of how I picture him the most in the book. Um, like just big r- and like strong, muscly. Yeah. Yeah, just a gruff guy. And he do- his name actually does mean that he has one of his fingers missing. So I forgot to mention that. I thought it was obvious, but... He does have a finger well, missing. Again, to the people who are just not watching and listening, it's just like a silly mm-hmm. nickname. Maybe he like has yeah. a drawer full of nine fingers. You know what I mean? Well, he has okay. a necklace of nine fingers. Oh, that would be sick. Be crazy. Oh. Yeah, here's some art of him. That The one on the right kind of looks more comic booky, mm-hmm. which is interesting because they did have a short run of comics of this that kind of retold the story. Um and I can like show that later. I didn't add it to the PowerPoint, but look, it looks like Zoro with long hair and is more stocky. Dude, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Logan Nine Fingers. He's kind of he's like um I don't know, he's like very misunderstood to a lot of people, but mm. at the same time, it's not entirely incorrect, which is the sad part. Mm. Um now this name, I'm gonna tell you, this is his nickname. I don't remember what his real name is. I don't even remember if they even say his real name. But that's this is his name. It's called the Dogman, dude. And this is what someone interpreted him as. He's kind of like a secondary character, so not many people like do fan art of him. So that's like the only picture I could find that was decent looking. Um, but he's what they call a named man. So like the Bloody Nine is Logan's named man like identity is. Okay. And that's what people in the North call them besides their real name. The Dogman basically is one of his like oldest friends. He's known Logan for a long time alongside his other crew members from the North, which is Red Three Trees, which is a great character. Black Dow, he's kind of a fucker. Uh, Thunderhead is kind of like the big guy who's like, hey, I'm a nice guy, but I can kill motherfuckers. Uh, but he's actually a nice guy. And then Harding Grum, which is like, he's an interesting guy because he's kind of like mute the whole time, but he'll like say something like every once in a while. But he's like a really good archer and he's kind of a badass. So, like, you know. And then Forley the Weakest, which 
the name says it all. He's just the weakest out of the group. And that's kind of his thing. Um, but Dogman is a skilled archer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he uses a sword when he's like, you know, in close quarters. Um, he can also speak the Union tongue, which is like the language they speak in, you know, the Union, of course. The North has a different language altogether. So it's interesting that he knows both of the languages because that comes into play later. And, he's bilingual. Yeah, he's kind of crazy. Um, and the quote for this anytime he is like the point of view character in the book and something's happening, he always says this shit. He's like talking about he needs to piss. Why is so he yeah. got to piss all the time? I don't know. It's just his thing. Um, yeah, that's the dog man. He's kind of like a secondary character, so it's not as much to talk about with him this fucking guy looks like an asshole dude he does dude like you don't even i don't even need to continue this you already know he's, he's kind dude. of an asshole he reminds um, me of, uh i'm sorry no go ahead go ahead no i was gonna say he reminds me of uh the, the one dude from uh the patriot the movie the patriot i think i know yeah, the british about. he's like the british colonel or whatever Oh, okay. yeah, he's like really just pissy all the time. It's the it's the same guy who played uh, Lucius Malfoy. Malfoy, I can't remember. Uh, oh, okay, I don't actually. Know. Jason <laughs> Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. His name is Giselle Dan Luther. That's his full legal name. and he fucking says that shit all the time. Anyway, uh, um, he's a noble born, big shocker. Um, he's kind of had like an easy life, so it's made him kind of like shallow and naive to a lot of the bigger stuff that's happening in the world um very self yeah he's very self-centered he's basically you know he's a rich kid he's elon musk dude there you go um he he doesn't really have a lot to care about so the stuff he cares about is very like mundane so like he cares a lot about his clothes his appearance uh i mean but his main interest is like advancement you know he wants to be at the top if he can. If he if he wanted to, he he, he would try to become the king, basically. Damn. Um, if he had the chance. Um, I just read his quote. <laughs> yeah. When he's finally exposed to the real world, though, it's, he becomes kind of... Kind of gets put in his place, which that's kind of when I started to like the character. I mean... That's the only thing I'll really spoil spoil with the characters is I hated him at first, but he started to grow on me because he started to realize, okay, this all the stuff I cared about before doesn't really matter once he starts to have his little arc. Um, he's actually a really good swordsman. Um, he's not like the best or anything, but he's pretty decent considering he's kind of a, you know. I bet he thinks he's the best. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, his quote kind of tells it all. He wiped his face, and then, his favorite part of the day, gazed at himself in the looking glass. I mean, yeah. That's basically him. Here's some more art of him. Wait, but actually, on the Uh, left, that looks sick. Yeah, so this is him uh, in the third book. Uh, This is after he's had his arc, and he's, like, actually a good guy. Uh, This is on the right. This is kind of how I imagine him, like, at the beginning. Um, this is more how I imagine him at the end. And it makes sense because this is a version of the third book. Feels like, uh, like Legolas and fucking, uh, Boromir <laughs> mixed together, dude. Column West. This guy is interesting. So, he's actually, uh, close friends with Giselle. Or I say friends very lightly. It's more of just like, he is a underling to him, but they kind of are friendly with each other, even though West is kind of like, man, this guy's kind of a, a bitch. Oh my god, um, you know who that what that picture looks like? I'm sorry to cut you off. You know what that picture looks right. like? The dude from Better Call Saul. Dude, yeah. Holy shit. Kind of the opposite of Giselle. He's a common-born guy. So he's kind of like a peasant, sort of. Um, But he's a major in the Union Army. And he's like... Like I said, he's kind of like a secondary character, like uh, the Dogman is, but he's kind of, he's almost got as much screen time or like 
presence in the book as the main cast. So I decided to add him because he has a lot of stuff that happens to him as well. Um, he's kind of a... I mean, he's a good guy overall. I mean, he's very intelligent. I mean, he he does what he can for people that are like you know, less fortunate and stuff. But the thing with him is he has a very bad temper. <laughs> hmm. And there's a lot of stuff in this book that made me go from liking him to not liking him in a second. <laughs> and that's kind of like the whole thing with the series. Every single character is kind of an asshole. Um, I mean, it is a grim dark setting, which is another reason why I like it. A lot of the characters are kind of to most people they're irredeemable but they make you like them towards the end of the books he also gets chronic headaches which i mean it could correlate with why he's kind of angry all the time um but he's kind of achieved his rank through like actually trying instead of what jazal did which was just be he had a family name and he got his rank based on that um now, this quote is interesting because this is somebody describing West. It was actually a girl that West was interested in. And all it says is, I owe you a lot. I know. It's just that you're too angry for me. That's all. And that's kind of like his whole character. He tries to do good, but when he gets angry, he kind of snaps on people. I think that's the only other secondary character in this. Is, does um, he use does he use racial slurs? No, he. I mean, he hit a woman. Now, this is the tiebreaker for my favorite character between Logan and this guy. His name is Sandan Galactor, and he's an inquisitor of the Union itself. This is what he looks like. Oh. Um, so, Galactor is actually a crippled man. Um. He was tortured in the Gurkish Empire's palace, which is uh, one of the antagonists of the book. Um, that's one of the warring nations that they're dealing with in the series. Um, he actually used to be in the army, and they actually had a previous war with the Union and the Gurkish. And he was, you know, a high-ranking guy in, in their army the the union i should say um but he was captured and he was tortured for two years straight <laughs> so they left his body completely like fucked every time he wakes up he's in pain he like shits himself constantly because he when he wakes up and has a pain spasm he can't control his like muscles and shit um He's like a young man, uh, relatively speaking. He's 35, but you wouldn't know it looking at him because he always is walking with a cane. He's got a limp. He can't stand for too long. He hates fucking stairs because, I mean, he can't really get up them properly. Um, he's an interesting point of view character because despite him being tortured for that long you, you'd think that you wouldn't want to be around that sort of thing ever again um but inquisitors in this uh universe are basically torturers um they get confessions out of people even if they're not really like even if they didn't really do it um he more cares about getting confessions for the people above him, the people that pay him, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, basically, he, he's just a crippled man. Um, he's very, like, he's self-loathing to the point where he he mentions how disgusting he looks to everybody he talks to, pretty much. Um, he uses that to his advantage during interrogations as well, because he'll just be like, hey, I've been tortured before, too, you know. It ain't gonna end until you get give me what what I want, you know. So, okay. And his quote is very interesting as well because this kind of sums up him as a person. Um, 
every man has his excuses and the more vile the man becomes the more touching the story has to be what is my story now i wonder so that's him and here's more art people have done of him i kind of like this interpretation on the right that's kind of how i see him most of the time okay um when i'm like listening to the books and stuff um yeah that's like i would say this is most people's favorite character um I, anytime I look up the series on like Google, people are like, "Man, I love Glockter, even though he kind of sucks." Um, this is one of our other main characters. Her name's Pharaoh Maljin. She is from the Gurkish Empire, actually. Um, she's an escaped slave of them. Um, she's now kind of just like a rebel. She is kind of a badass, kind of like Logan. She's just you know doing her thing. Um, the thing with her is she doesn't trust anybody. Um, so even people that like try to be nice to her and get close to her, she just doesn't give a shit. She'll, you know, sometimes kill people, even when they're trying to be nice, you know, she does get better later on, but she just is an overall like evil person at the beginning of the book. And she kind of is evil throughout the whole thing, but she gets better. Um, the reason she's like this is because obviously she was a slave of the Gurkish. Mm-hmm. So her entire life, she's just she just wants revenge on them, basically. She hates anything associated with them. This is like the closest, like, I wouldn't say racism, but like, she, she fucking hates these people. And it's for good reason, I'd, I'd say. I mean, they kind of did some fucked up shit to her that I won't speak of here. Um, But she's... Very, very good with a bow. She's actually better than one of Logan's friends, Harding Grimm, which is the guy we were talking about earlier. It's kind of like their Legolas a little bit. Um, who is the best archer Logan's ever known? Um, and at close range, she uses like a scimitar sword. And her quote, which <laughs> she calls every single white person this in the books, she calls them pinks. And her quote is fucking pinks because that's her that is her catchphrase i swear she says it so often that's really funny um yeah i like this interpretation on the right this is kind of how i see her in the book Hmm. um yeah she's a badass like i said she's very evil at first but she gets better um i fucked this up this is my third favorite character Baez, the first of the Magi, and this is exactly how I thought he looked. This artist did a great job because this is exactly how I would think he would look. But uh, as you can tell, he's a wizard. A wizard. Uh, yeah. What else does he do? So I actually have something coming up that I'll you'll see what he can do. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's the video I was talking about. But anyway. He's a very old motherfucker. Like, obviously he looks old, but we don't know exactly how old he is. He has to be centuries old, at least. But this guy is... He is very jaded. Because he... I wouldn't... Is jaded a good word? He's just so old where he doesn't really connect with other human Like human people very well just because he's like so old he doesn't have the same concerns as other people would he's like i've been here a while like you're like worrying about stupid shit here's the bigger picture type of thing basically and that's kind of like his whole thing um he's he's neither handsome nor majestic he's kind of stern um one of the characters giselle actually describes him as like you wouldn't think he was like a wizard because he's like he's got freaking muscles and shit and he's got burly hands he doesn't look like somebody that could do like magic and stuff um he uses magic and he calls it the art mm-hmm. uh, but when he uses it it kind of leaves him like exhausted in one scene in the book he actually uh when he wakes up he's like visibly lost weight and his eyes are kind of sunken in and oh. everything um and that kind of ties in with you know when you use magic in this universe you're kind of using demonic power and it kind of 
drains your life force. Yeah, okay. it affects you. Um, when we first meet Bias, he's actually living in the north, uh, where Logan is. But he has a library up there where he just sits all day just reading books and shit. Because I mean, he can live. He's living the he life. Um, he does have apprentices, actually. Um, I'm gonna bear with me on the names because some of them I don't remember how they're pronounced. Um, there's Yoru Sulfur, there's Schnicked, and Malachus Kwai. Malachus Kwai is actually another secondary character that I didn't really feel the need to put in this because he's kind of in the background most mm-hmm. of the time. Um, and this is a quote from him, and it's a very good quote because I feel like it kind of sums up his character very well. Um, one should learn the lessons of history. The mistakes of the past need only be made once unless there are no other choices. Oh man, today's politicians should really take a fucking look at that. I won't say anything, but you, you, he becomes kind of a not good person. No! He's just an um, old dude reading books. What could go wrong? So this is kind of how I imagine he looks when you first meet him in the books. Um, this is him using the art. <laughs> uh, he just bursts people into flames, basically. Dude, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, so like we were talking about, there's a war in this book. The plot kind of revolves around the war, but it's not focused on the war as much as you would think. At least not in the beginning half of the books. So I, I would say first and the second book halfway is more about the characters, and then it becomes more war and character focused towards the end. Um, but basically... I've already talked about them, but we got the Union, which mm-hmm. this kind of gives you a good visual on, like, where the conflicts are. So, like, but yeah, this is, you know, the Union. This is in Midterland. This is where Giselle lives, you know. This is where Glockter lives, you know. Fucking, what's his face? <laughs> Colin West, that's where he's living now. Um, Angland is actually where West is from, and it's a, it's a territory that's been taken over by the Union. Um, so he's been he's been growing up like under uh, union rule, and he's been working his way up through the ranks ever since then. Um, the union is kind of like think Holy Roman Empire in terms of like aesthetics, with you know their weaponry and stuff. Um, it's just like a kingdom reminiscent of like Western or Central Europe, kind of like you know. Yeah. Y- you'll know like if you look up something like that, you kind of get a vibe of what they look like. Um, the Gurkish, which is in the south, they're more of like a Middle Eastern-inspired um, country. They use scimitars, stuff like that. And the north, I would say, is like... I, I think of the north as more like Viking-y, kind of, or just barbaric. Okay. So, that kind of vibe. They're not. There's not really a main government in the north, that's kind of why. So... There's a lot of, like, petty, like, rulers with, like, different points of the map taken up. Um, But, yeah, that's kind of, like, the main, you know, countries that you need to worry about in the book, at least at the beginning. Um, There is other places that you go to. I mean, you can kind of see on the left there is more places that, you know, are on this map, but you don't really need to know about it at the beginning. Um, But, yeah only other thing I want to show you guys, I was able to get, like, snippets of the audiobook I listened to to get through this. Okay. The audiobook really had me immersed because the guy who did the audiobook, very good voice actor. I love him. His name's Stephen Pacey. But... Something about fair use and copyright and blah, blah, blah. Let's get this started. Yeah. So this, these are just clips of, like, moments from the book that made me get hyped <laughs> in the car. <laughs> so is that uh, um is that that weird sexual scene in here is that like you freaked no. out over that i wanted to hear that. That, that i just got uncomfortable but i could find it yeah, i guess that'd be awesome uh, but these are moments where i either got hyped or i was just laughing because i was like damn this is crazy okay but here we go the bloody nine's grip was strong as the roots of mountains relentless as the tide they send such as you to fight me He flung the man back against the wall and squeezed, crushing his hands around the grip of his weapon, turning the short blade until it was pointing at his chest. 
A fucking insult! He roared, spitting him on his own sword. Northerly? asked a massive shape in the doorway. Aye, who's asking? The stone splitter. He was big, this one, very big, and tough, and savage. You could see it on him as he shoved the cupboard away with his huge boot and crunched forward through the broken plates. It meant less than nothing to the bloody nine, though. He was made to break such men. Tulduru Thunderhead had been bigger. Rud Three Trees had been tougher. Black Dow had been twice as savage. The Bloody Nine had broken them and plenty more besides. The bigger, the tougher, the more savage he was, so much the worse would be his breaking. Stone shitter! laughed the Bloody Nine. So fucking what? Next to die is what you are, and nothing more. You are aware, I suppose, that I lived through two years of torture? Two years in hell, so I can stand before you now? Or lean before you, twisted as an old tree root? A crippled, shambling, wretched mockery of a man, eh, Lord Hoff? Let us be honest with one another. Sometimes I lose control of my own leg, my own eyes, my own face. He snorted. If you can call it a face. My bowels, too, are rebellious. I often wake up daubed in my own shit. I find myself in constant pain, and the memories of everything that I have lost nag at me endlessly. He felt his left eye twitching. Let it twitch. So you can see how, despite my constant efforts to be a man of sunny temper, I find that I despise the world and everything in it, and myself most of all. A regrettable state of affairs for which there is no remedy. The Lord Chamberlain licked his lips uncertainly. You have my sympathy, but I fail to see the relevance. Glockter came suddenly very close, ignoring a spasm up his leg, pressing Hoff back against the table. Your sympathy is less than worthless, and the relevance is this. Knowing what I am, what I have endured, what I still endure. Can you suppose there is anything in this world I fear? Any act I will shrink from? The most unbearable pain of others is at the worst an irritation to me. Glockter jerked even closer, letting his lips work back from his ruined teeth, letting his face tremble and his eye weep. Knowing all that, can you possibly think it wise for a man to stand where you stand now and make threats? Then the door to the bathroom banged against the wall. Baez stood there, entirely naked, dripping with soapy water. His slow gaze took in first Pharaoh, scowling with her knife out, then Longfoot hiding behind the table, Giselle with sword drawn, Kwai standing with his mouth open, nine fingers sprawled out in a bloody ruin, and finally the three black-masked figures, weapons at the ready. There was a pregnant pause. What the fuck is this? he roared, striding into the centre of the room, water dripping from his beard, down through the grizzled white hairs on his chest, off his slapping fruits. It was a strange sight to see, a naked old man confronting three armed practicals of the Inquisition. Ridiculous, and yet no one was laughing. There was something strangely terrifying about him, even without his clothes and running with wet. It was the practicals who shifted backwards, confused, scared even. You're coming with us, the woman repeated, though a certain doubt seemed to have entered her voice. One of her companions stepped warily toward Baez. Giselle felt a strange sensation in his stomach, a tugging, a sucking, an empty, sick feeling. It was like being back on the bridge in the shadow of the maker's house, only worse. The wizard's face had turned terribly hard.
My patience is at an end. Like a bottle dropped from a great height, the nearest practical burst apart. There was no thunderclap, only a gentle squelching. One moment he was moving toward the old man, sword raised, entirely whole. The next he was a thousand fragments. Some unknown part of him thudded wetly against the plaster next to Giselle's head. His sword dropped and rattled on the boards. You were saying? And there you go. Alright. That's honestly really all I got Bloody. for you guys. <clears throat> I, I didn't expect to like do it for very no, long. No, it's not bad. We're 42 minutes in, so... So yeah, those are like some moments from some of my favorite characters. Jacob, with the new D&D we're doing, that's kind of who I'm gonna try to base my guy oh, off of. Speaking oh, of D&D... Oh, no, of Baez. Oh, okay. So... Okay. But yeah, um... I guess, I mean, do you guys got any questions? Not, um, not... Sorry, go on, Jacob, you can go first. So... I guess my question was... So it's like... Is there one side that is, like, inherently... Like, are they all, like, evil? Think think okay, so, okay. That's, everybody sucks. Okay, everybody sucks. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking, like, Jacob, I think you'd like this, because it has the fantasy part, it has, like, the war part, it has the everybody sucks, but cool characters. I love it. Okay, but, but does anyone suck to. more than anyone else? I would say by the end of it, there is definitely like a man. This guy is just awful. But, you know, he, there is one character that by the end of it, you'll be like, okay, this guy is like the big bad and the big asshole. Okay, but you gotta tell me who, because <clears throat> I love you. But while it is interesting, it's not something that I personally would dig. Okay, don't spoil it, because I want Jacob to get into it. Okay, I'll look into it later. Um,. I don't really have any questions about, like, this in specific. I think you did a really good job, like, presenting, like, the basic, like, kind of foundations of the the trilogy and what it what it's about without really going into anything too specific. Um, but I... How, how do you do the audiobooks? Like, I think even with music sometimes and like TV, it eventually just becomes something that's on in the background and that you're not, that like, well, me, that I'm not really paying attention to. And I feel like if I try to do an audiobook, it'll just be like that where I'm not really focusing because I'm like, oh, I can hear it. Let me do other stuff, but I'm not retaining information. For me, what I did, I limited myself to either doing it while I'm driving or doing it when I'm in the shower. I could not uh, listen to it when I was like doing stuff because okay. I would I would lose focus sometimes. Um, I will say though, certain parts of this book will make you not want to do anything else and just focus on it. That's how it was for me. Um, the fucking the stone shitter part had me dying in the car because <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I love this guy. He, that's what made him my favorite character for a little bit. Um, but uh yeah so I'm just gonna mm. say this so Boodle, how do you feel like you did for your first like big presentation yeah i thought it was pretty good i mean I, I thought about like rehearsing stuff but i was like you know what i feel like it's better if i just wing it yeah because then you're overthinking it and you're like well let me change yeah. this and like well and then like kind of it snowballs and you just get down this like loop of changing shit so it's completely unrecognizable and doesn't make sense. I see. So, so whenever me and Bodle were in high school, we had to do a senior project. We were talking a little bit like mm. before the show about this, but so we have in, in North Carolina, well, fuck it, North Carolina, we have mm. um, we have a senior project that all board of educations have to have to do mm -hmm. and um so basically you choose what your what your future like is and you like do a project of what interests you in in your life but so Buddha, what'd you do yours on <laughs> and i'll get to mine i did mine on youtube video editing oh that's what i did mine on dude he's living his future but anyways um so mine 
funny enough, and this is why I was like cracking up. So mm-hmm. funny enough, I did my I did my senior project on fucking like police canines. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens like I did it with like a really close family friend who, mm-hmm. who used to work for like the secretary or not secretary, the I can't remember it's Homeland Homeland Security. I think he did like stuff with Homeland Security. And um he was my mentor. And mm. yeah, so he do do a little do that. You gotta well, make it I... obvious so he remembers. Visual edits are good for me. Sorry. Oh, he's about to suck a winner, Jesus. I guess for me the future thing I'm doing, um, Believe it or not, there's not just this trilogy in this universe um, of books. So they have some standalone books and then they have another trilogy. So I'm going to read the standalone books or listen to them. It's done by the same guy who narrated these. So I'm excited. Okay. Um, And then, yeah, it's called Best Served Cold. I don't know much about it. I've only gotten like one chapter in because it's a new cast and it takes a little bit more for me to get into it when I don't know the characters yet. Mm -hmm. So I'll probably try to get into that here soon because I'm driving. So, yeah, that's That's all I'm going to be doing. Uh... I have something I'm doing, I guess. So that by the time this is up, I've already done it. But as of right now, tomorrow, I'm going to go see the silly Dungeons and Dragons movie. Dude. I don't know a fucking thing about D&D. I don't care enough to learn uh, really in depth or even play the game because it's... I'm not a nerd, okay? I'm cool. See? That's because I have sunglasses on that proves I'm cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited just from like the trailer and like other little previews and like promotional clips. It looks really fucking fun. Mm, yeah. And even like people who I see like constantly hit like hating on and shitting on everything that comes out ever are like, yeah, this is pretty good. You know, I really like this. So I, mm-hmm. I have high hopes. I heard some of the humor is very like if you play D anD D, you'll be like, "Ha, that's happened to me yeah. before." <laughs> I, I I've yeah. seen a lot of different people um describe it as like this and say like it captured the essence of an actual like D anD D campaign. Mm-hmm. I think Michael's gonna like it. I want to watch it. I just don't have time. So the the funny, I, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that they actually based that fucking movie off of like a campaign that the actors actually did like before the movies or something so <laughs> now, like because i know it's it, like it started off as like a fan project right really yeah i'm pretty sure pretty sure it is but um but yeah jacob is that meme right now with the the laughing emoji and it's like when i purposely miss spread misinformation on the internet <laughs> <laughs> no no but i'm pretty sure I, I i don't know if that's the case but I, I want to say I want to say that's something I read, but I could be wrong. Because um, because Michael told me actually, this is going back to like other times that D and D has been portrayed in media, but like a big one we all fucking know, like a big one that portrays D and D in the media is Stranger Things. Yep. And like so, and then I was like, well, wouldn't it be funny if they used Demogorgon since it's actual canon and like actual D and D? Like, wouldn't that be fucking hilarious? Um, but, but like, he, yeah, he, he said, um, I'm pretty sure he was like, well, you know, it was interesting the way they portrayed it, but they're, it, it's just too dramatic. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's TV. And he said that that's what he kind of saw that the main differences between like Stranger Things portrayal of like a D and D campaign in this movie is, is that it's, it's more fun and like silly and it's not always yeah. serious and dramatic. D and D is a lot of time very fun. Yeah. And not. This is kind of silly. He told me that I'm not allowed just to be an overpowered person who kills everyone. I actually have to play along <laughs> properly, and I said, not happening. <laughs> One guy in our D&D campaign recently got fucking kicked across the fucking ground. <laughs> like, like anime moment, just shot across the fucking battlefield. Was it Kyle? It was no. <laughs> somebody else. Well, was... don't forget, don't forget, Boogle, you got fucking kicked on. Like, I did. Here. Dude, the first, the first couple sessions, I was not doing shit. But dude, this recent one, I was doing some cool shit. Who's the DM? Ollie. Noah. Noah. Noah? Noah. Oh, 
Yeah. So fun fact, Ollie's actually doing one that we're gonna get in on after our so one piece D and D. Is it a different thing every time you guys play, or are you just continuing on the same story? Because it's been going on for a couple weeks now. It's like the same storyline, same characters. Um, Since it's One Piece, you go between islands, so that's kind of like... Certain islands were on for longer, so there was one where we were on for like two weeks, and then this one we kind of wrapped it up with a month session. you guys do a BTS D&D? Is that like a thing you can do? I mean, I guess. Not like you as a group, but like, can you like be like the members? Can you do that? I mean, that a you thing? can make a bard. You can make a bard based off of it. Like, whenever yeah. me and Boodle first started playing, I based a, a bard like half demon, right? And mm-hmm. he was based off Jack Black. <laughs> and I think his name was Dax Black or Dax. I can't remember. I can't remember. Dax Blacks or Dax Blacks. Dax Blacks, yeah, Dax yeah. Black, and um, yeah. Okay, yeah. My cat's this was... board game. Um, it's like similar vibe, but like it's an actual proper board game rather than you know, like relying on your imagination and your creativity. And he said he wants to play it with you next summer if that happens. Oh, dude, I just found. You know what? You don't have a imagination, dude. No, That's I don't. I I enjoy consuming media, not creating it. You're a consumer. I'm a coomer. Dude. I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy like like creating and like writing, but I'm not good at it. Like I, it's just a way to get like my creativity out of my brain. I'm like not like a professional by any means, but um D&D is like fan fiction. <laughs> if you think yeah, about you it. You like fan fiction, don't you? <laughs> Listen, I've been on the internet since I was 12 years old. I've seen some Why? shit. Why? Okay, I can't yeah. say anything. The reason, the only reason I knew about Christian is because I was on the internet way too young. Yeah, I mean, my, my earliest memories are uh, ASL question mark question mark by creepy old men. So, well, that's just not good. So, so. My journey, my, like, I think Boodle had been on, like, the internet two years prior to whenever I started getting her. So, yeah. I, yeah. He I, showed me the way. I just remember mm-hmm. being in my neighbor.